0: You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk
1: well, my very special guest, of course, is no stranger uh, to Hope FM, uh, uh, Sally herself, of course, who has been doing now, thanks for the memory with me, like 18 months, Sally. It must be about 18 months, It's yes, It's yes. unbelievable. And of course, you you put heart and soul into preparing the programme and so on. But let's talk a,
0: a bit about you now. The, your whole faith journey, um, Sally, how did that begin? I've I've always gone to church, but I think it took me a long time to sort of feel that it was more than just something that you did on a Sunday. Um, I, th- I think that took a very long time. Actually, one of the times I think when I really did feel close, I went to um, um, Nikki Cruz of The Sword and the Switchblade, yes. The Cross and the Switchblade, did a, um, a meeting in Salisbury. And I went to that. And I think that was the first time I felt... The spirit move and really, really connected with. So it became heart as as well as head, mm. and that that was an amazing experience. He just completely blew me away.
1: Now, obviously, you you, you have very firm uh, faith, but then it moved up a gear because um, you then decided
0: that you'd work for the church. Yes, yeah, um, I'd spent. Many years within this particular denomination, and then there was an opportunity to, uh, you know, to work for the church. And initially, that was in a, an administrative role. It, that's sort of something that I, at that time, I, I quite enjoyed doing. And I did that for about eight years. But I had a feeling that God had a call on my heart for me to do something with people, and I missed that interaction on a daily basis with. You know with people, and so when the vacancy at Emmanuel came up, I applied for it more in hope than expectation. <laughs> I was quite shocked when I got the job,
1: yeah, now of course now you're 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 running multiple groups at emanuel Church over in southbourne and uh and with what was it like in the early days you know when you i mean it's one thing for them to invite you to come along, and I don't know didn't they call you I mean. I know you like to be called older person's pastor, don't you?
0: I do prefer because older it, person's chaplain, um, but because uh, that's that's
1: effectively what yeah. what you are. But 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 what was those early days of developing the work like? Was it was a manual very different?
0: It was it was very different. Um, it was the church was much smaller, both physically and in terms of the congregation, and therefore the resources. And there was a, there was very little work being done. There was some the lovely guy called Rick that I took over from, but he'd only been working for four hours a week, and there's a limit to what you can do in that short space of time and he did amazingly with it. But I was given 28 hours so there was a lot of development work to do. So vision and development were very much part in the early days. Definitely, definitely. And... uh some of it just happened by almost by accident, or you know, God, God incidents. I think uh, when we started up our beginners computer um, sessions, that was that was the very first thing. Within a month of me starting, we were running those, um, and they brought lots of people from outside of the church into the building. Um, and then I had a vision to have um, a, a day when older people could come, and there would be something for them from start to finish so we started our wednesdays at emmanuel and that was um they'd meet together for for coffee first thing and uh, then there'd be activities all through the morning uh, a bible study and then we'd have lunch together and then for those who wanted to stay there was an outside group actually did a um uh, had a friendship club and people could stay on for that so they could come for nine o'clock and they could stay till four and there'd be something for them to do all day. Now, how did
1: you maintain or even develop contact with these people? Because many of them, of course, wouldn't necessarily have been going to the church, as it were. And I guess that many of them would have been at
0: different stages in in their Christian belief, if in fact they had belief at all. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we started off using the resources we had in the building. So groups where older people were meeting that were not church-based groups. So I made very good relationships, built very good relationships with the people that ran the Friendship Club which had been running at the church for 50 years at that point. So it was a very well established group. So they were sort of hiring the facilities? They were hiring the facilities but... virtually none of them were actually involved in anything else within the church there were one or two but not many and there were you know there was a big pool of older people who didn't come to anything else so it was building relationships i also built relationships with the times women's guild that were meeting there and other groups like that so that was my initial pool of people that that we used to build up on plus we had a, quite a lot of older people within the church who Came on a Sunday, but we didn't see them at all during the week because there was not really anything much for them. Um, So we were able to sort of, you know, draw those people in and and help ease the loneliness that they were feeling by providing a a warm, safe place for them to be.
1: I mean, you used the loneliness word there, but of course, you know, loneliness and isolation—it was highlighted through the pandemic. But I, I guess that even, even without the pandemic, there are many, many people who sit at home day in, day out. And they don't see anybody, and and because of that, of course, they they become very isolated. They
0: they do, and quite a lot of the people that we work with either have no family at all locally, or have no family, full stop. And um, so they are very very isolated. They rely on on their friends and church to provide their you know their support.
1: Did you find it difficult even to reach them? Because I guess because people are so isolated, they can really be off anybody's map can they Uh, I mean I guess the people like the milkman who used to deliver and still does I think in certain stages or or maybe the people who come to read the meter or they provide the services of one kind uh, uh, or another uh, you know, those folk are, are yeah. in and out of homes and they would see people in their need. How, how did you identify
0: that there were it, people it's, there? It's challenging because nowadays so much um, advertising is done on social media, but most of these people didn't use social media or, or anything to do with te- technology then, and they don't now either. So it's finding other ways of reaching them. So we'd put notes up in the GP surgeries, the libraries, um, anywhere where people might gather um, and and hope that they read them. We, I also got involved in going into some of the local sheltered housing where there was some activity going on but not a lot. And I had very good success with encouraging some of their residents to come across to the church to things. So there were lots of different ways to do that. But it is hard and once people get used to being isolated, sometimes they find it very hard to come out. So when people... Before they came for the first time, I go and see them. I visit them in their home. So when they do come, there's a familiar face. They're not walking into a room full of strangers. And I always make the effort to introduce people to somebody I think that they would sort of pal up with um, and would look after them once the groups are, are up and running.
1: Now, obviously, if, if anybody went to your manual uh, today, they, they'd find a very different picture from the one you're painting or the way it was in the early beginnings. you become yeah. the the victim of your own success.
0: <laughs> well, we've actually got to a point where we um, a lot of our groups are, are full or nearly full and um, we have no more space to do anything else. Um, so we're actually looking at working in partnership with other churches and community buildings to see whether we can... Um, plant a mini version of some of what we do elsewhere in, in the area.
1: And I mean, obviously, again, and it's always been important, Emmanuel, that people come, there's probably, you know, literally hundreds of people go through the, the oh gosh, yes, building yeah. every week. Of course, not all of them would, would, would necessarily, as we said earlier on, go to the church on, on, on a Sunday, but yet they come faithfully uh, to events uh, mm-hmm. uh, and so on. In all of it, what is the thing that encourages you most about it?
0: I think it's the fact that they do keep coming, sometimes in the most appalling weather, because they want to be there. They want to be part of it. And when they talk about the building and the you know the people, the, the words that keep coming up are welcoming, warm, friendly, um, which is something we've worked really, really hard to build. You don't suddenly overnight make a building feel that way to people. Um, And and some of them will will bring friends. They'll talk to their families. Um, We've recently had a a lovely gentleman who's been part of our Memory Lane group who's got uh, dementia. He sadly died. And his granddaughter wants to fundraise for our dementia work. She's never met us. She's never been in the building. But there's like this osmosis that passes down through the families because they talk about their experience. And then, People buy into the vision even when they haven't even been there. So, so we've got a lovely lady called Jasmine who's going to be doing the ultra challenge on the Isle of Wight at the end of um, April for us. And that that it's not just the money. The money is definitely helpful, but it's that sense of of how we've affected the lives of people that we've not met.
1: And of course I suppose also that you're seeing the real needs of people and, and they're great aren't they I mean obviously oh, as, incredible. as we age uh, you know uh, our bodies just don't perform in the same way and of course dementia uh, is, is quite a cruel illness isn't it and uh, and yet uh, certainly whenever I've seen the groups uh, that you're working with and the people that you're working with the, 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 there's, no, there's no sense of doom and gloom. Oh, it's no. it's it's always on what people can do rather than what they can't do.
0: Definitely. And for a lot of the groups we mix up so it isn't just people with dementia who attend. So we've got like our singing group on a Friday morning. We do a group called Songs for the Mind. And anybody can come along to that, although about half the people who come do have dementia. Because it's better for people with dementia to be with people who will help stretch them and, and, and just take them a little bit further than they think that they won't, might be able to go. And uh, yeah, it's it's such a joy. Uh, we see people come in and they're perhaps perhaps feeling a little bit low. They're not having a good day, but when they leave, they've all got smiles on their faces. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and Hardy, you manage to 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 keep sort of refreshed because obviously it's a big it's a huge responsibility and I know you've got you've got a little team of volunteers I I, I use the word little because you could always do with more so folks if you're listening to this programme and you feel a calling to to come and help then Sally be the first to
0: welcome you with open arms but it must must be difficult for you also to keep your own batteries charged it can be challenging particularly as um, when we're working with people who've got no local family or no family at all often my evenings and weekends get sort of caught up with dealing with um, dealing with the, with the needs of, of our lovely folk um, so I do try to take time out um, I'm getting a bit better about disciplining myself to to have days off as proper days off and not to end up working um, but it, when you're passionate about something and I am sometimes it is actually quite hard to let go of it
1: and of course, relationships. I mean, you, you've you've used that word a few times. Uh, Is really what it's all about, isn't it? Even even Jesus, you know, w- was very relational in his interactions with people. Like I'm coming to your house today for tea, Zacchaeus, or even Matthew, or you know, tax collectors. You know, and uh, but but building relationships, uh, and, and and also in a way, lightening things up a little bit.
0: Oh yes, and. Um, you said about you know that you you know you've seen the groups and they're not all sort of doom and gloom. It's giving people some hope. It's giving people some some life and and the chance to perhaps experience things that they may not have done or they haven't experienced for a long time. And the fantastic group of volunteers that that work with us have picked up that vision of you know building something around people so they don't feel that. They're on their own, going through whatever they're going through. The families don't feel that they're on their own, and it's it's it really is a wrap around kind of um, service that we are trying to uh, to offer. Because as John Donne says, "No man is an island." It's so important that people feel part of something. More
1: now, of course, you, uh, you, you've said no man is an island, but and partnership working we've just referred to. But of course, there's many other groups like the GP surgeries. I know you introduced me to a lady who's uh, started a new group at a at Emmanuel. Actually, I, and I've got this. I'm sure you put me right if I haven't got this right. But but actually, the group for people who've been newly diagnosed yes, with yeah. dementia. Actually, how did she come to? You I mean of all the places where they they could
0: have chosen to to be? Wh- why do you think they came to Emmanuel to run that? that I think group? Part, part of it was logistics because they they needed somewhere close to the where GP the surgeries were. where people yep. were being referred, and once they sort of got the you know picked up on the fact that we were already doing some of the work, um, you know, with dementia, they realised that it would be a good fit, and actually we work quite closely with them. The People that are referred to that group can only go for 13 weeks. And then. So, this is NHS. This is NHS type funded programme. But people who come to our groups can stay for as long as they wish. And so we always make sure that the last meeting they have we give them a pack of information that tells us about the things that we're doing and some of them not all but some of them will find their way through to the groups that we're running so we can offer a, a, an extension of what um, is is provided on a statutory basis. And as,
1: can anybody come to these groups, Sally? Is there, is there any, any qualification or do they have to do anything,
0: pay anything, whatever? All, all of our groups are open to anybody. Um, but the the only ones where we try to restrict it a little bit is our memory lane sessions, which is where we work very, 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 very focused um, activities. And that's purely because we haven't got the space to take everybody who might like to come. Um, unfortunately we do have to make a charge Um, you know we live in the real world and uh, so all the activities there is a small charge for but we try to keep it reasonable and uh, accessible, and if anybody really can't afford it, then there are ways. So nobody's it. going to be turned away. No, nobody's ever going haven't. to be turned away. Yeah, we, we, be.
1: We've never do that. Do you get lots of people contacting? Because I mean, I know that you know, with sons and daughters, and even friends of people, they they see people, even people listening to us right now. They will know people, and they say, "Oh, if only Maggie or Jimmy or you know, could could mm. know ab- about that." I mean, I, but you do get a lot of people referring people to your groups, don't Oh you?
0: yes, yeah. Uh, partners, children, um, grandchildren, as you say, even friends. We've got a, a gentleman who came in to talk about a couple, he knows where they both have dementia. Um, and so we've been able to pick up on, on those. So, you know, we don't mind where people come from, they can just walk in the door. We have a, a lovely cafe at the church. And if people come into the cafe and, and ask for Sally, if I'm around, I will... Come and speak to them.
1: Now, people who want to know about all these activities, I guess that the best place is the Emmanuel website.
0: Yes, yeah, brilliant lots of information and you can also send emails through to the office which then get passed on to me
1: So uh, obviously yeah, manual in this case is with an I I double M A N U uh, E L and check out the website and of course the Facebook pages and so on and uh, everything which is on there is uh,
0: is is listed and I guess you get people who stick their toe in the water come and check it out Yeah, yeah some people come along and they might be you know, a little bit anxious the first time they come um, but so most people come back.
1: I think walking through the door sometimes for the first time can be a bit daunting, can't it? Particularly if you're not been somewhere mm. before. Well, that,
0: that's why, um, if it, if possible, I will see people in their homes initially, just so that when they walk in the door, they, they know what one to expect. face they know. Mm. Um, because yes, it is. It's quite brave actually mm. to walk into a building full of people. Uh, for the first time
1: now, of course, you've also become a nurse charrette, uh, <laughs> developing new skills, and, and I believe a projectionist. I said
0: projectionist. Uh, and the lady should, who yeah. sells the
1: ice cream <laughs> and the popcorn, because your your Friday movies, the Friday films, are becoming really
0: popular. Aren't they, they? they are. They are. Last Friday, it was. It was. We need some more chairs. We need some more chairs. <laughs> and I'm jesting about ice cream, but you do. You we do. do. We do, yes. Yeah. We show a different film every week. Um, and uh, you get ice cream and uh, um, tea, coffee, um, sometimes cake, um, usually biscuits. And uh, that's all for the princely sum of three pounds. That's amazing. And, uh, and,
1: and, of course, that's on the big screen. Very, very good quality, I have to yep, say. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And that's every Friday every afternoon. Every Friday isn't? afternoon at two o'clock.
1: Thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for Sunday morning. Uh, well, that's uh, from my uh Cochrane & Co.'s uh, a brand new album, which you heard Adrian saying, is currently out. The album's called Running Home. Uh, and, of course, it's Cochrane and, & uh, and Co. And those books uh, that were recommended was, first of all, uh, Emma Innocent, uh, who has written this book for Lent, making an excellent uh, biblical Tool. I think, Sally, you were attracted to getting a copy of that, you know? Yes, definitely. And it's just called Failure, but it's, but it's obviously putting a positive spin uh, on failure because, actually, you know... Not nothing really is 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 a failure because in all of these things uh that we learn and of course some people would say that good friday was the greatest failure of all you know uh, well of course Apparently. it's friday but sunday's coming mm. <laughs> which turned failure into something uh quite different so that's Emma, Emma Innocent's boot and then of course the other one which sounded really great was the now generation and uh, the importance actually uh, particularly uh, of, of young people um, amongst us you know to say well you're the church of, of right now not of not of tomorrow, uh, but of, of the present. And I guess all of us, uh, you know, together, you know, we, we share in this because we are together. Whatever age we are, we're the Church of today. Absolutely, okay. whether you're young, old, or anywhere in the middle. And of course, we've have, we've have focused on your work with with older people. But I mean, but obviously, you know,
0: you're you're dealing with people at, at all ages, in Emmanuel, aren't you? Yes, because. Oh, we don't actually say you have to be an older person to come to any of the things that we run. In fact, next Friday week on Friday, the film is a family film for Everybody, because we want to be able to offer families things to do as well. So, you know, it's never it's 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 never restricted just to older people. And I it's guess just you know, targeted. learning
1: as with people. And of course, you've got a wellness group, which which I know your friend Gay uh, is very much involved with, and you've
0: you've yes. involved with it. Tell yeah. us what you about that wellness group. What what is that? Well, it's a place to come where it's okay to not be okay. So it's a chance to, if you want to, you can talk. Uh, you could do craft you could play games um, whatever you want to do in that 2 hours in a safe and friendly environment and then if you choose that you can join a little prayer uh, time at the end of that there's tea and coffee and refreshments and there's always somebody who will listen 90.1 hope fm and hopefm.com